Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 3, titled Alone in the World. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode that I really love. This one really stands out to me uh, for a very, very specific reason that I'll get into later on. But before we get into the meat of this episode, we're still in an alternate timeline. We're still navigating some changes. So, we have to start off with everyone's favorite segment, Things That Are different God, that's stupid goddamn intro. So, the big one here is that we finally know what happened to Peter in this timeline. We we knew before that Peter in the form we knew him was not a thing. He never existed, but we didn't know how Peter factored in. We didn't know exactly what the story was with Peter in this timeline. Clearly, like, there was some root, whatever, same there, because the war between alternate universes happened, but we we needed to find... We didn't know what exactly that root was. We didn't know what exactly differed in this timeline. Now, it's finally been explicitly stated. And to be clear, I should say, it had been alluded to, but we didn't know exactly. Basically, uh, and, and I'll use this in terms of the episode Peter. Remember that amazing flashback episode that was probably the best episode of the entire series? That episode, in this universe, in this timeline rather, that entire episode is still the same. Up to... The moment where Walter and Peter fall into the frozen lake. In the original timeline, as we knew it, the Observer saved Peter. In this timeline, Peter simply drowned. He died at the bottom of Raiden Lake. And Walter had to lose him twice. So yeah, that's where we're at. Both Peters died as children in this timeline. Oof, that's, uh, oof. (laughs) Also, less of a big deal, but still worth mentioning, uh, Walter gets monthly evaluations from one of the higher-ups at St. Clair's. Uh, because there's no guardianship deal happening. Peter's not there. He doesn't have, like, a full-blown guardian. So St. Clair's is just, like, keeping tabs on him and being like, Okay, uh, you good? <laughs> you're not, uh, you're not going nutso? And they just check in and they're like, Okay, 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 he's still good, he's still okay. Whatever, 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 I'm gone. 
And that is it for this installment of Things That Are Different. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyway, getting into the meat of this episode. What stands out with this episode for me is that more than any other episode of Fringe, this episode, its basic skeletal premise, on paper, sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. (laughs) Like, let me just recount to you the plot of this episode of Fringe. In this episode, Fringe Division goes up against a massive fungal neural network named Gus that forms a psychic connection with a little boy because it's lonely. Also, the corpses of its victims explode. Like, that on paper, that on its own, that in its own little vacuum, sounds stupid. It sounds so dumb. It sounds like such an absurd storyline. And honestly, it feels like the pitch for one of the weaker episodes of Star Trek that, like, you go back and you watch it in 2020 and you're like, wow, that wasn't a good episode. That didn't really age well. Oh, wow. Kirk goes against a fungal neural network named Gus and just weird stuff's happening. That's not great. They clearly were sleepwalking through that one. Like, that's what it sounds like. But because these writers are so damn good, (laughs) they are so great at finding the human emotion in literally anything. This episode goes from completely stupid to a genuinely brilliant genuinely enthralling, genuinely, like, emotional roller coaster of an episode that does an incredible job of getting you to give a shit and does an incredible job of making you forget that this very idea sounds stupid uh, and has a lot to say about uh, loneliness, about human connection, the importance of human connection... Uh, about certain pains of growing up and all of that. And it's incredible. Like, it's really, really amazing. It's a massive character feat, and I love it. It's really, really good. Not to mention, like, their setup is actually pretty interesting. Like, I just described it in the dumbest way possible. They ease into the dumb. They ease into the dumb with this episode. Like, you start with finding these massively decayed corpses of little boys that had only been missing for a few hours. Then you find this third kid that was there. Uh, and then you find the that the bodies explode and uh, just spray spores and all that. You have that great scene at the morgue. And then you find out it's a fungus. And then you find out it has an emotional connect or a psychic connection to the boy. Uh, only when they start trying to kill it. And then you find out that it's actually a neural network. And then they name it Gus. <laughs> like, they ease you into the stupid. <laughs> they ease you in to this very absurd premise. 
So you only have to accept one thing at a time. So you only have to accept one weird-ass thing at a time. To the point where, when we get to what I just described, when we get to all of that, it's just like, yeah, I, uh... I've accepted this, I've accepted this, I've accepted this, I've accepted this, I guess I've accepted everything, I guess I'm just in now. And it's amazing, and they build this lovely, lovely relationship between Walter and this little boy Aaron that is just so amazing to witness. Uh, They factor in Walter's grief over both Peter's dying very, very well. You can see Walter's projecting a lot of Peter onto this boy. Uh, at one point, Walter just starts yelling at Broyles because of the whole, you're going to kill the kid thing. And he says, like, he is going to kill Peter. And Olivia has to remind him, uh, this is Aaron. And so on and so forth. Like, it's a riveting episode. And it tells such a beautiful emotional story uh, that leads up to this incredible climax with the neurotoxin being injected into the fungus and this affecting the boy, Walter realizing that it's emotional connection and in order to free Aaron from this, he has to like let go of the fungus. He has to let go emotionally of Gus. And like this moment where Walter's like begging him like, hey, you need to let this thing go. It is not your friend. It is dangerous. It is hurting you. Like, it's okay. I am here. I won't leave you. Uh, And it's an amazing, amazing scene. And, I mean, it feels like I'm saying this every other episode. But, goddamn, John Noble's incredible in this moment. Like, it's it's beautiful. It's a really, really beautiful story. Uh... For an episode that on paper sounds so ridiculous. That on paper sounds so insane. It's just like, this is one of those episodes, man. This is one of those episodes that in the hands of lesser writers would have been laughable. In the hands of lesser writers, this would have been a train wreck. But the writers of Fringe are so goddamn good that they elevated it by infinity percent. And turned what could have been the dumbest episode in the history of Fringe into a near masterpiece. Like, it's phenomenal. It really, really is. And then we also, in the middle of all of this, have this subplot continuing with those traces of Peter bleeding through. Walter's still seeing Peter. Walter's still hearing Peter, just doesn't know it's Peter. And he's, like, slowly going nuts, and he's, uh, like, just disintegrating, unraveling, 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 unraveling. He has that moment where... Peter's talking to Walter as Walter's trying to talk to Broyles, and he just gets louder and louder and louder. He starts covering up his ears, and it's just, like, getting more and more and more and more distraught. Uh, Again, John Noble, that man is a goddamn legend. How did he never get an Emmy for this? Uh, And it just continues from there. And it builds to this incredible ending where Walter, in his desperation to rid himself of this figment, uh, rid himself of what he believes to be his own hallucination, he almost gives himself a lobotomy. Like, he flat out Starts lobotomizing himself. 
And Olivia walks in at the last possible second and is like, um, no. No, self-lobotomy. You're not doing that. That's not happening at all. Uh, and we find out that Olivia has been seeing this guy as well, has been seeing Peter as well in her dreams. And she uh, drew a sketch from memory and has been running it through uh, databases and hasn't gotten any hits on it. And Walter's like, oh, thank God, someone else is seeing this. I'm not crazy. This is real. We have to find him. And that's where the episode ends. So... We might be close. We might be close to getting Peter back. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Uh, but yeah, solid episode all around. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. You can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so we will not be doing an episode then. Uh, but on Friday, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 4. Talk to you then.